three go. Okay. So welcome to season of change, transforming your life through the power in the word of God. I am your host, Evangelist Jeremiah Joseph from Nigeria. And I'm having my guest here with me online, Minister Veronica E. Williams. She is a great woman. She's a great woman of God. And at the same time, she's a counselor. And at the same time, she's the co-founder of Alliance Seminar Coaching. And she is from Washington, D.C. and United States of America. I welcome all our viewers, all listeners from far and near, from Africa, from Europe, from Asia, and all from America. I welcome you online. Please, can you help me to welcome on stage and on this platform, Season of Change, my great guest tonight, Minister Veronica Williams. I welcome you, Ma. Please, can you give our audience a wave from where you are from, please? Hello, welcome. Thank you for having me, Evangelist Jeremiah. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's nice having you on this platform. And I believe we're going to have a nice time together and yes. on this platform. I'm sure uh, quickly, we will. Yeah, quickly, I would like to, before we move to our questions, I want you to quickly just give us a brief introduction about yourself. I am Minister Veronica Williams. I am also a master certified life coach. I reside in the um, Washington Metropolitan um, DC area in the United States of America, it's, which is the capital area of um, the United States. I am the co-founder of Alliance Ministries, um, our Alliance Seminars Coaching, which is a veteran-owned faith-based organization um, that provides clients with coaching services, motivational speaking, and certified workshops. Wow, that's great. Wow, that's great. That's great. Oh, it's nice uh, with, uh, with your introductions. Please, can you please just tell us some few things maybe you have in mind or you're expecting on this platform from us? Just tell us a few things, your expectations from this platform. This platform, I, I hope to be able to share um, some godly wisdom um, from what I've learned on relationships, um, even with empowerment and purpose uh, for women and for men um, to continue to pursue um, their life, uh, passion and purpose, um, chasing after God. That's great. That's great. That's great. Well, quickly we'll be moving into our questions, but let me just remind all our listeners that you are on Season of Change platform, transforming your life through the power of the word of God. It's a platform for interviewing and for enlightening and teaching, both on family, marriage, relationship, and other things are based on Christian faith in order to grow people and to grow their spiritual life. And I believe that tonight, every of our listeners are going to benefit greatly from all what we have said and with our great guests tonight. Uh, the first question I will be asking, Ma, 
is the questions that we know that everybody may be looking forward and everybody likes to hear the answer and everybody wants to know, is there any perfect marriage in this world? I don't know maybe the world beyond, but in this world that we're presently in now. <laughs> in this world that we're presently in now, I would say, no, there's no perfect marriage. But I do say that there is um, healthy marriages. And that's where we both, um, both spouses are mutually respecting and mutually loving one another and mutually um, pursuing the goals for their marriage that it will be able to thrive in the way that God would have, have it to. Okay. Ma, you talked about goals for marriage. I want to ask, can you just please tell us how couples can set goals for their marriage? I would say the couples can first um, set goals by communicating what their idea is of, ma of marriage and of love because they're coming from different backgrounds and they can understand each other from that perspective. And from there, they can decide what it is that they want in their marriage, what it is that how they want their marriage to go. For a Christian um, couple, their marriage should be all about pursuing God and helping one another um, reach their full potential in ministry as God has called them individually and together as a couple. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Mao. And the number two question is why do marriage break down? You know, plenty homes here and there, we like recently, I was listening to a program on marriage from one of our father in the Lord here in Nigeria, one of our great pastors, Pastor Femi Emmanuel, the founder of Living Spring Church. And somebody sent a question to him and said, oh, I want to divorce my husband. The other time the marriage was here, the um, uh, program was going on, and that person sent a message again talking about divorce. Why all these marriage broke, everybody broken down, broken and separation, getting plenty and increase in all these things? Why? Number one, I believe a lot of the marriages are breaking down because of communication. Couples are not um, communicating with one another uh, in a more honest and truthful way. Um, and I believe that couples miss out on um, connecting emotionally. And based from there, I believe the marriage breaks down on, on other levels and um, not being authentic, not being their true selves and not being who God has really called them to be and to pursue a marriage that would uplift the kingdom of God versus themselves. Okay, no problem. But uh, another thing is this. Well, we have marriages that are broken up because of, uh, because maybe the, uh, the husband is not working and the wife is working and maybe the wife refused to submit to the husband totally. Maybe a finance or maybe the husband felt the woman is proud because she's the one working and taking care of the home. So why, what is the way out or what advice do you have for such people? I believe it would depend on why um, 
or what the per what why the wife is the only one working is it a health issue there um but i believe also um couples need to come together to uh, figure out who is you know their um their purpose for marriage you know and um the marriage breaks down for various reasons when it comes that, you know, if, if, if you're feeling that my wife is the breadwinner and she's proud and she's leading, then you two need to talk about how, um, how your income is going to be. You know, what is it that do he need to get a job as well? Do they both need to work? Um, figure out that piece. You know, I think they need to um, definitely communicate and understand um, what the whole um, uh, premise is for their marriage as far as the financial, taking care of the family financially. Um, okay. okay. Uh, you know, uh, let me use part of these uh, African countries. We are from Africa. And let me use this opportunity to welcome one of our guests, uh, one of our listeners from Swaziland, just coming now. And, uh, but I want to ask you this question from this African perspective. We have a mentality that the man should provide for his home. According to what the Bible said, that the man that could, could not provide for his home is worse than infidel. What do you have to say about that? I, I totally agree with the Bible because it says also a man that doesn't work, don't eat. Um, it is the man's uh, responsibility to take care of the family. Now, that might be a little different when there is a health issue and he cannot work. But then again, you have to figure that piece out among, among the couples. Um, it is the man's responsibility to make sure that he is the head of his household and that he is not only just the head or as far as being the breadwinner financially, but he is to be the spiritual leader in the home. He is to help guide the family spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and, and physically to allow them to be able to be um, a healthy family and for couples in a healthy relationship that is doing it how God says it in his word. He doesn't back down on it. Ephesians 5, 20, 22 through 25 talks about, um, how, you know, give men and women um, instructions on how to be towards one another. And that is what they're su supposed to be. Um, uh, you know, just as Christ loves us and um, the husband is supposed to love his wife in the same way. Um, the wife is also to, to submit to her husband. A lot of people don't like that word submit, but submit is just respect her husband. Because in a marriage, a woman is really desiring to be loved. And a husband is desperately needing respect. And so um, if you don't have those two things right there, the marriage will break down and couples will want to be... Um, to get a divorce, you know, as you were mentioning, but I think you need love and you need respect in order for our home to live in healthiness and in harmony and 
communication and being forthright and helping each other because marriage is a interdependent partnership where both are equally responsible to some degree as far as how the marriage is going to thrive and the successfulness of it as well as how God would uh, has called both of us to unite in holy matrimony to do it his way. Okay, okay. You, you're talking about respect um, between couples, but these days we find out that the world is trying to make everybody equal. The issue of equal right all over the world. Now the Bible said the man is the head of the woman as Christ is the head of the church. Yeah. So what do you have to say about this? As the man, uh, is, is the man equal to the woman? I would say that they're equally God's children. Let's say that. Um, okay. Is a man equal to the woman? Their roles and responsibility is what determines where they are placed. Um, I think a husband needs to know what his responsibilities is, as well as a wife, and the couple mutually decide how they will allow God's word to pan out in their marriage. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, let me remind all our listeners again that you are on season of change platform, transforming your life through the power in the word of God. My guest tonight is Minister Veronica E. Williams from Washington, D.C. So we are going to be moving to another questions. Thank you very much for those great answers. Uh, the next question is, so many relationships are gotten, uh, uh, they are not healthy. What are the techniques to keep them alive, to make a relationship healthy? Yeah, to take some of the techniques to make a, a marriage healthy is number one, communicating, but not just communicating, but communicating at a different, at a uh, deeper level of finding out what each partner's needs are. Finding out your love language. Um, determining what's going to work best for you um, based on what you've seen in your um in your own families and your own backgrounds and, and allowing, um, you know, God's word to come alive in your, in your marriage. If do it the way God has it, you're sure to go the right steps. But I also would say, um, even with that, providing, um, getting, um, having date nights, keeping the flame burning, being spontaneous, Knowing each other, you know, really, um, really um, observing your spouse to know what they are, what they're like, what they want, what they dislike. How can we, um, our roles in marriage is that we please the other person, not ourselves. So our role is that we're making sure that uh, a husband is making sure that his wife's needs are being met and that he's taking care of her uh, and that. They are communicating. They're doing it all in a way that God would have them to do it and vice versa. The wife is going to help make sure that the husband, um, his needs are met as well. Um, and then that, and a lot of that all is attributed to why did they come together anyway? Um, if they can just answer that question, you know, there's many things why couples come together, but you have to have a solid foundation. And most of that 
is to have that solid foundation is Christ being the center of your marriage, realizing that Christ brought you together. You just, uh, you didn't bring each other together. So why, what is your marriage going to be standing on? If it's just other things, tangible things as to how you guys came together or feeling like one person can take care of me or uh, make me look a certain way, that's not a solid foundation. But I guarantee you, if you come together based on the biblical principles that God has put marriages together, that will be the solid foundation for a marriage to sustain any difficulty. Okay, thank you very much. The next question, can perceptions be an issue in marriage? For instance, maybe the way you see things and the way the other uh, part of your partner sees things. What do you have to say about it? I believe perception has a lot to do with it. Men and women see differently. Um, I facilitated a Bible study by Dr. Emerson Eckerich, which is called Love and Respect. And in his book, he talks about men seeing through blue, blue lenses and women seeing through pink, women, uh, pink lenses, meaning that women and men can see the same situation and come out with a different response. I love the example that he gives. Take, for instance, when we go in our closet and we're looking for something to wear. A woman goes in her closet and she looks in her closet and she says, I have nothing to wear. Now, does she really not have anything to wear? The response, what she's really saying is that she has nothing new to wear because she probably got plenty in there, but she just doesn't have anything new that she can put on. Now you take a man and he goes in the closet and he's looking for something to wear. He looks and he says, I have nothing to wear, same statement. The difference is when he's saying, I have nothing to wear, he has nothing clean to wear. All of his clothes are dirty. He, that's why he says, I have nothing to wear, all because he means I have nothing clean to wear. Same situation, right? Yep. Different perspective of how they viewed going into their closet looking for something to wear. Okay. Well, that is great. But I want to ask you a question. Now, in the part of Asia, um, mostly in Indian, I find out that always they talked about violence in marriage or in their marriage is common with the Asian country. Is that common in America? And here in Nigeria, we have, I know we have little experience, let me say here in Africa, we have little experience of, of that by our women. But the, the difference uh, is this, is not, not that it's not common or not that it's not happening here in Africa, it happens, but you know, the African mentality of marriage is different from that of the Asia and is different from that of America. But in India, I find that majorly there is violence in their marriage. Mm -hmm. I said the woman have no say in their marriage. What do you have to say about it? Um, in America, the violence that occur is domestic violence. Um, that's how we, we term it. 
but it's for various reasons. Um, people can be, one of the spouses can be very territorial or very um, possessive, um, um, emotionally unstable, and um, marriages come together not really under the premise of uh, biblically based on God. You have people that are marrying, you have Christian people that are marrying unsaved people. You have unsaved people marrying Christian people. Um, and so we, what happens is um, it comes about because we are all bringing in excess baggage to the relationship. Okay. And we are not identifying what that excess baggage is until there's conflict and unresolved issues. Um, is what I would say. We in America don't have violence like, like you say in India or Israel, um, but there is violence there because some, for, for various reasons, how um, people are um, um, come together, you know, their purpose for being together and, their, and how they live their lives under one roof. Okay. So I just saw somebody sending a message comes up or they can ask questions. Maybe please want, we're about to round up the program after the interview. You can come in with your questions. The floor will be open for anyone that have questions to ask. But I uh, want to say something about my guests tonight. My, my guest, Minister Veronica Williams, she's wonderfully married for over 20 years to one man. She's a woman that God has blessed our marriage. And that is why we can bring her on this platform. That is why we are proud of her. That is why we are happy to have her here because she has a lot of experience in marriage. And we know that beyond this level and beyond this stage, God is still taking her far. So please, I want you to be attentive and listen very well so that we can enjoy God in her life and even I experience in marriage. Thank you. So I will move to the next question. Thank you for, the, for that answer. But I want you, I know by the grace of God, we'll be extending our programs to Asia in order to teach them more about marriage mm -hmm. and to enlighten them majorly on Christian marriage. But I want to ask you this question. I saw a book being written by the one pastor in my mission, Christ Apostolic Church Worldwide. Pastor Niji Unita, that is his name, Niji Unita. He said, the ideal marriage. Is there anything like ideal marriage? Hmm, is there an ideal marriage? Um, it's an, the ideal marriage is one that follows God under okay. his, uh, uh, under the principles of why God put marriages together. I, that's what I would say. The ideal marriage is okay. one that is following um, Christ Jesus. Okay, thank you very much. I love the answer for that. Thank you, Mom. So while in marriages, we see that some couples walk away. Why some maybe the more the father and or the husband, let me say the husband or the wife, and leave his wife with the children and maybe your wife leave, walk away and leave the husband alone with the children. What do you have to say about that? What are the causes? Or how can you help us enlighten people 
Because sometimes here in Africa, we believe children are responsibility. Because the Bible says children are the heritage of the Lord. And we have to take care of them. And it's our responsibility as a parent. But is there anything that you have to say to those that just walk away out of their marriage? Without some people, I learned of the story of somebody that the mother walked away and left them alone when they was they were child, and the woman, uh, uh, the man alone was struggling to take care of them up to when they were grown up. So, what do you have to say about this? Does that happen in America too? Yes, it happens in America that women and men are walking away from their marriages. But I believe they're walking away from their marriages without giving um, each other grace. Without allowing um, them to see them for who they are. And they're walking in these marriages with unrealistic expectations. So that makes it easy for them to walk away. But what people really need to know is that when you do come into situations that are bigger than what you and your spouse can make, there are resources out there. There are marriage counselors to deal with the deeper issues that may have stemmed from your past that is causing friction and unresolved issues or conflict in your marriage. And then there's life coaches like myself um, who are able to help you move from today forward. But not only that, with the life coach, from a biblical perspective, allowing you to understand your roles and your responsibilities and how to have conflict resolution, to not give up so quickly. If you are a Christian, um, there's various reasons why people walk away, but you got to give God a chance to work it out. You know, you got to get, you know, some people walking away because they might be abused in their marriages. That's a whole nother story, but that's a whole nother, there's resources out there for that as well. There's some that are walking away because they feel like the struggle was too hard because they didn't look at what it costs to be married. They didn't look at what it takes to being married. Marriage takes sacrifice and it also takes empathy, understanding and putting yourselves in each other's place to, under, to come out with a uh, with a, a goal together to, to thrive and to survive um, marriage in such a way that God would desire your marriage to be for the two of you. You can't compare your marriage to other people. It's about what God wants for the two of you. Okay. You know, what advice do you have for people? You know, COVID-19 is going away gradually, but plenty or many marriages or many couples have serious challenges during this COVID-19 period. Maybe husbands that has not been around for a while, that have, or maybe have not been staying home with the wife, or maybe they spend not less than, or less than two hours every day together, but COVID-19 has caused them to stay home together. And they begin to see some mistakes within the life of each other, experience, new experience, a new thing, maybe some marriage of five years. And during the COVID-19 period, I learned that about 5,000 marriages in Nigeria, let me say it in the federal, in the capital of Nigeria, that is Abuja, FCT, Federal Capital Territory, is waiting, awaiting for divorce or they divorce in, in, the, in the courts mm -hmm. during this uh, pandemic period. Mm -hmm. That was, that was uh, last year. 
and there is a lot to eat. What advice do you have for these people? I would say that when we hit the pandemic last year and husbands and wives and families were um, forced to be together 24 seven from when we would go to work and only have those couple of hours together in the evening when we get home, like you mentioned, if a couple had unresolved issues before the pandemic, the pandemic occurred and you were gonna have to be face-to-face in dealing with those unresolved issues. And that is being very truthful, very um, uh, very honest with tackling um, the situation to get it resolved. Unfortunately, a lot of people did not wanna deal with the face the music or face the facts that, you know, we really gotta deal with this. We really gotta solve this, you know, because the, uh, the bottom line is, is do we really wanna stay married? Or do we just continue on to struggle and have these um, hiccups in our marriage? Do we want to do that? So couples, number one, when you, um, even in the pandemic and as restrictions are lifting, you still need to just um, get the help that's out there. You know, we we do Zoom, we do Zoom meetings with couples that are engaged and couples that are um, in marriage to help you navigate through this thing. Couples need other people with wisdom and understanding to help show them. A lot of people get married and don't really know why they're married or what is what is um, what it takes to being married. So we have to uh, seek out resources that would help us to survive in our unresolved issues. Okay, thank you very much. I have two more questions to go on this platform before we give the platform open to our audience. Okay. for the questions. But I just want you to quickly just tell us what do you do and what service you provide to people in Alliance Coaching Seminar? In Alliance Coaching Seminars, we provide um, our clients with coaching services um, to help them find out strategies and tools that will and, and skills that would help them strengthen their marriages or their relationships. We also collaborate with individuals and organizations to improve their leadership skills, uh, which will increase individual quality uh, of life and their business um, culture. You know, we've inspired a lot of individuals uh, and couples and organizations throughout our Washington, D.C metropolitan area and we look forward to bringing that to anyone um just giving you the tools and strategies to thrive in whatever circumstance you may be in okay thank you very much and i believe i know one day you come into africa oh really and we'll be going to europe because marriages homes need to be you know that every home is sick yeah. We need somebody that can give them therapy. Yes. So that they can get healed. Because yes. home without a without an healthy home, our society is in trouble. Our country is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And even the world is in trouble. So I would like to ask you these questions. And these questions, you may not be expecting it, but I know uh, this question I want to ask you: can marriage stop a man from fornicating? or committing adultery, or a woman. Marriage is an institution that should keep people from fornicating. 
our, our, our adultery, sorry, let me say that. Yeah. That's the institution that God wants it because God put two men and women together um, to have pleasures to enjoy one another. And um, when you say I do, and when you say to someone, will you marry me? And they answer yes. That me, and then you, you give vows and you say unto death do us part. That right there is the ammunition that you're the only one, that there's nobody else. I was forsake. And that means that I will not, um, not to say that you won't look at someone else, but you will not sin with someone else because that is the commitment that you made in this union and in this vow to your marriage to, to each other. Okay. You have more to add to it? Uh, yes, because I think, you know, um, when, we, when a man and a woman tend to look outside of the marriage, that means that there's something going on in the inside. And so inside, they need to tackle what the true issue is. The problem is people are not dealing with the truth. They don't want the truth. It's almost like when you ask someone, do you want to be saved? All you have to do is believe it in your heart and accept Jesus Christ. Yo. But then they have some other stipulations that they want to put there. Same thing in marriage. You ask someone, do you really want to be married or do you want to continue to just uh, allow this to look like a marriage that is not a marriage? And give up. And, and, and because a marriage is to represent the image of Christ. A marriage shows Christ's love. And so it should be something when we see two people in a marriage, that should be something that we would want because it represents what God is. God puts marriage together that a husband and a wife will glorify him in their marriage. They will work together to do all that God has called them to do together. It's not about, um, when you start bringing in um, infidelity in a marriage, someone has um, disrespected the marriage. Someone has gone against what God intends for the marriage. And so it takes, and then now you're adding more stuff <laughs> as if you already, other, you already have some other challenges that you're working through. So you have to be able to be focused on the marriage, but more importantly, focus on the kingdom of God. How will God have me to be as a husband and as a wife to this person? And anything else, you have to continue to pray that God will keep all temptations away from you. And when you're focused on your marriage and on each other and on God's kingdom, all other temptations won't even come up against you because they can see the holiness of your marriage. God intended marriage not so much that we would be happy, but that it would be holy. When you go and you live under one roof with someone, it's causing us to really be who we say that we are. It's causing us to really say that if we say we love Christ, we have to demonstrate that to our spouse. If we say that we forgive you, we have to forgive. We have to do, we're representing Christ and Christ wants the best for us. And we should want to do our best in our marriage for the other person that God will get the glory of this union. Okay, thank you very much. Can you, I just want you to quickly tell people, maybe somebody wants to have a booking for you to come for a seminar somewhere 
in any part of the world. Yeah. How will some that person reach you and maybe tell us the social media, uh, uh, social media handles where they can find lead maybe details about you and get contact with you. Okay. Definitely. We are um, Alliance Seminars Coaching. You can reach us on Facebook under Alliance Seminars Coaching, as well as our, um, our website is allianceseminars.org, which is O-R-G. And you can also find us at infoallianceseminars.org. We would be glad to... Um, do what we can to help you. But first of all, in getting help, we have to first want it. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. And I want you to tell people, do you have a podcast uh, on marriage or maybe on other things, relationship, family? How can they get this downloaded? Maybe a link that they can find your podcast, maybe on Hapu or iTunes, or Zoom, uh, sorry, Amazon, <laughs> or Anchor? Do you have any link? Can you give us those links? Um, you can find us on Thumbtack, I believe. You can find us on um, Alliance Seminars Coaching. If you type it in via the website, you it, it will pop right up. Um, you'll be able to get us that way. Um, and on our Facebook, we don't have Instagram. I'm not on Instagram yet, but... You always could reach us through the website and on Facebook. Okay, what about YouTube? I don't have this on YouTube, um, but but we're working on it. Okay, no problem, no problem. So um, you could also find us on you can find us on Podmatch. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Okay, Podmatch. Okay, no yes. problem. Okay, no Podmatch. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. Uh, the second question I'm about to ask you now, before we move to the last segment, the second question I'm about to ask you now, in America, is there, do you people pay the bar right for the group, uh, the bride? Maybe the marriage rights, because here in Africa, we do traditional marriage before we go to the courts or uh, maybe before we go to the church, we do traditional marriage where we pay the rights of the woman, of the mm-hmm. marriage. We pay the dowry, and we do some traditional rites, not rituals, mm-hmm. uh-huh, but not going to idol, but there are traditional rites we carried out. Does, is, does that exist in America? No, we don't pay for birthrights in America in that way. However, a traditional way, which a lot of people have gotten away from, because depending on how, when they've gotten older and maybe there's not parents around, but the man is to go to the father and ask for the wife, for his daughter's hand to be in marriage. That is the way, a traditional way that we're to do it. But in, as couples are being coming older and not living under the roof of their parents, they are coming together and deciding to get married and they pay for their marriage um, and for their wedding and not really relying on their parents. Okay. Because here in Africa, you have to buy yam. Mm. You go there with a lot of things 
before getting married. They were getting married. They will have to give a list for their traditional rights. And without all these things, you're not getting married because the family, the father or the mother or the family of the bride may not accept that you're going out, going with their, going away with their daughter. And at the same time, I want to ask you these questions uh, they, that we have plenty Africans, Nigeria that got married to white people and they just come to court. They just go to court direct and get married without the concept of the parent, without the concept of anybody. Is that marriage? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, it depends. Well, if it's, I don't know. Is that legal in your country? Because we, um, because here in America, people do marry outside of their race and it's not, it's not illegal because who can put uh, a price tag on two people in two different cultures about love? We don't no, make judgments you, in everything. You don't understand my question. Oh, my I don't question. understand your question. Tell me that. My, so, my question is this. People coming, two people coming together, getting married mm-hmm. without the consent of their parents. Okay. They just go to court, they yeah. get married, and they, they start living their life. Is that marriage according to the uh, according to the Bible and according to norms of our society? Is that marriage? That's a good question. So do, let me just kind of repeat what you said so I make sure that I understand it. When two people do not get the consent of their parents and they go to the court and they get married, you're asking, is that marriage? Yes. That's okay. Based on their culture, it is marriage. Based on their culture. Because in America, when uh, you reach a certain age, you don't have to get the consent of your parents to get married. And so if two people go to our courts or go to a church and get married in America, we consider that marriage. We don't we don't stipulate um, that they, in our in America, you have to be of age to get married. Um, even if it's a person like you say, the parents in, in Africa want to make sure that their their children are not marrying adulterers. We do have to have background checks. But in America, you can only be married to one man and one wife. We don't have multiplicities of mar- of, um, of spouses in one marriage. Okay. Now, uh, let me say this. In Africa here, there is, a, there is an issue right now going on that I'm aware about. The man got married to his wife without the consent of the parent of the wife. And the, the lady eventually died. And the family, now he wants to go and bury his wife. And the family of the wife said, no, you have not gotten married to our daughter. You have to pay the right, the marriage right now that she's dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so we don't you... have anything like that in, in America. <laughs> I, so okay. I, I would have to really investigate that because that is really, really a deep concept culturistically that um, I'm not really privy to being in America. 
outside of our country, what happens in those capacities. But I think that's something to, for me to um, investigate, to get a, to be, to have a really sound perspective. I can only tell you from America's perspective that if a spouse marries a woman and she dies, it's her, it, he buries her. Um, in America, it is allowed to marry again uh, without yes. consenting the deceased um, wife's parents on whether they can marry again or not. Okay, thank you very much. This is the end of the program. Woo! But I will ask you some questions, just two questions I have on my list. And these are questions about your, let me say your, 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 your pictures I saw on your website. And I saw some pictures, cool pictures with the former president of America, President Bush, and President Clinton. And recently I saw something on your Facebook page that well, your husband is being honored with another position in the presidency in America, that the president just appointed him as one of the communications or something, something on Facebook. Uh, what do you have to say about this? So let me start with the two pictures that you're referencing. One of the pictures was with uh, former President Hillary, and, I mean, for, former President Bill Clinton and his first and his wife, Hillary Clinton. We, my husband was in the military and he served for 21 years in the United States Army. And in his time there, he worked for the White House Communication Agency. That is an organization that provides communication services to our presidents and our vice presidents here in America. So the picture with the Clintons was a day, was a uh, Christmas party when my husband was um, still in the military where they honored, uh, they had a Christmas party strictly for those soldiers, men and women and their families um, that provided uh, communication to them for their service for uh, while in the military. The other one was with former President Bush Jr. And that was at the end of my husband's career where um, at the end of his career because he worked for the White House Communication Agency, that was a thank you to be able to have the opportunity or the photo opportunity to um, um, sealed the deal with his retirement by taking a picture with President Bush um, Jr. So those are the two pictures that are there. Uh, recently, the White House Communication uh, Organization um, honored my husband to become a Hall of Famer. And that is for all of the service that he's done and what he continues to do even in retirement. Um, he was... Um, recognized as one of the Hall of Famers for the 2020 um, year. Wow, that's good. Thank you very much. That's a great kudos to your husband. For yes, good, good kudos. Um, and I must say the White House Communication Organization are um, with men and women that are in the military uh, under all armed forces that provide communication for each of our, um, for our president and our vice president in town and when they travel. Okay, that's good. Thank you very much. 
for that. Maybe now I'll give our listeners the chance to speak. Uh, let me just, can you unmute them? Maybe we just have a little conversation together before we bring the program to a close because we're almost spending an hour now. So please, can you unmute all your mics and then come in with your questions. All our listeners, viewers from everywhere, part of the world. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello? Yo. Yeah, we hear you, Patricia. Okay, my question is, as we're pertaining to marriage, is how important is dating for a Christian couple? Dating for a Christian couple? Repeat that again. How important is the period, the period of dating for Okay, she said... The yeah, it's very important. Period of dating for a Christian couple. Yeah, there is. It's important to date. Now, how long you date? Um, it should be at a at a, at a, uh, a during a period where you're getting to know each other fully. You know, getting married so quickly, you don't really get to know the individual uh, enough that when you get married so quickly and you discover all these other things you date to get to know each other and you can date with the purpose that the ultimate goal that the two of you want is marriage but in that before marriage it's important to date during a length of time that allows you to know each other to a degree that you guys have become your authentic selves and that you're honest and you're truthful and that your your love is really what god would have for you to um, go ahead and say that we want to get married or go through that engagement process and go through the marriage process. Okay, I have another question. And the question is, how, um, what should I say? Do you think that Christians, um, let me see if I can put it. Do you think that um, Christians supposed to marry unbelievers or how is it is it important for it for Christians to avoid um, situations of marrying people that are not Christians are not of the same belief and our religion? How, how is it, how important is it in the um, for marriage to um, to be fulfilled in harmony if you avoid situations such as those? I believe it's important for Christians to marry under with um, people that have the same faith and the same values, I think, because what happens is God talks about it in the word about being unequally yoked. And that means that when a Christian woman and a unbelieving man get married, you want to make sure that they have some of the same, that they understand the principles of Christianity, which you're believing in, and that um, they're found, that they have some of your same values and goals. You know, when you don't marry or when you marry outside of your, um, your religion, it doesn't mean that God can't help you. But you guys have to be linked up together that God can help, that you want to be able to join together for God to kind of help work that out, you know, because a lot of people do marry unsaved people 
and eventually that person may become safe, but you, 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 you take a risk on that, you know? So it's good to marry, I would say it overall, it's good to marry people that have your same beliefs and values and values. Why I ask a question because I've seen uh, a lot of people, uh, Christian married uh, uh, um, unbelievers, hoping that they will draw them into the church. But what happened is the reverse, that they are being drawn out of the church. And if they get married, there's a lot of complication in the marriage because Satan is going to use that unbelieving husband or unbelieving wife to cause temptation problem in the relationship. With, with that Christian uh, husband or wife. So uh, it is very important, you said, to not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That it's very important. Marriage, marriage is great down in that way, too. Okay. Yes, you're wife. very right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're very right. Um, a lot of people do marry um, out of their faith, um, but you have to be really strong to do that in your faith, you know, you have to really be um, anchored in Christ to really know that you can handle something like that. You don't, you know, you, you, you give yourself additional challenges and um, problems that you don't even need because marriage itself already comes with some things that you have to work out. Yeah, that's it. That is true. And another question, and I like the point that you said, the ideal, when they asked Redner, um, Minister Joseph asked you about what is the ideal marriage, and you said the ideal marriage is one that is based on Christ, and that is so true, because a lot of marriages don't have Christ, you know, as the vessel in there, they don't have prayer life, they don't, they don't you know, you, they don't have God as the center of the, the marriage, mm -hmm. so... They are doing things on their own. So, and, and being as a Christian, knowing that the devil is always out there to break up marriage, you have to really have Christ in there as your center, that you pray together. And as there's a saying in Jamaica, I don't know if it's in America, a family that prays together stays together. Mm -hmm. So, I think one of the, it is always good to, you know, be equally yoked so you can have the same level in terms of your spirituality and hold both couples in Christ and view always oh, important to serve God and follow God's principle and, and be a true follower of Christ then you will have both have the same you know goals in terms of how you you see your Christian life how you see how God wants uh Christian relation, a married relationship to be just as how he wants it to be with the church. It, it should be a Christian relationship. A marriage should be just as how Christ and the church. So we are to have um, our relationship. But there's another point that I need to bring across that you, I think you mentioned something about um, just as how Christ forgive, um, forgive the give us when we sin in marriage you have some marriage and, I, and that is my belief i think that if a man is abusive and if certain things like certainly you know form of communication i i don't know if you 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 think that all that for example if a man is 
speaking is is what do you think that that woman should be in that marriage knowing that her life can be at risk uh, of dying i think you would have to seek out counsel um to help you in that situation. Um, you know, you could jump right on in, uh, um, Evangelist Joseph, on that question. She wants to know um, if a woman should stay in an abusive marriage. Well, uh, for me, if it depends on the degree yeah. of the abuse of the marriage, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, the marriage sometimes we have to apply wisdom to marriage yes. because uh, we've seen situation here in Nigeria that uh, we the husband abused the woman, maybe beating her, molest her. Uh, at the day, people would tell the woman to just keep enduring, 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 and one day the man killed the woman and that is very pathetic that woman mm -hmm. cannot get back alive mm -hmm. so instead of staying in marriage there is trouble mm -hmm. you better quit mm -hmm. yes i think you're, you're exactly right and same things happen here in the united states of america as well um there are some stipulations where you do have to get a divorce because it's unhealthy and it's unhealthy yes. at, at the at the at the um at the cost of your life Yes. And at the cost of your children's lives. So you don't yeah. have to stay in a place. And let me know, it's not just um, mental abuse, but there's physical abuse. And then there's yes. some emotional abuse. Yes. So, and, and also be careful even feeling guilty about wanting to leave for the sake of your life. You know, um, God did not allow us to be um, abused. He wants us to love, you know, we don't want us to be, remain in places that are not going to glorify him. Yes. But, so, uh, therefore, you have to seek out counseling to help guide you as to what will be best for you. Yeah. So, but I want to, if... The, the, the I want you to, I want all our listeners and I want everybody that will listen to this podcast, maybe after today, separation in marriage, we should not use our selfishness as an excuse to yes. divorce or to leave marriage or to walk away in a relationship. Yes. But we should try as much as possible to see that things work, but not giving up at the early stage, because so many people, I've seen a marriage that lasted for only one month. Only one month. We've seen marriages that even the night of their marriage, everything collapsed. Because uh, maybe the husband or the wife, we've seen marriages because of toothpaste, they got separated. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and and, and what I want to add to that too, God tells us we try to work it out. You, you, said? You, you, you try to work it out. God instructs us to try to work it out. Yes. And if it cannot be worked out, then you got to find another. That's how you, you go into the other steps and other methods and other solutions yes. to get to where you need to go. Um, but you don't give up soon. 
Yes. Uh, if you were a Christian, you got to be a, a prayer warrior. You got to want to, you got to fight for your marriage. And I don't mean physically fight for your marriage, but I mean, you got to pray for your marriage. The two of you have to come together to just say that, you know what, we're going to come, we're going to work this out. And we're not only just going to work it out with our own selves, but we're going to allow God to work it out as well. We're going to trust him and we're going to seek out help to help get us back on track. A lot of people don't want to go and seek out help. They make the decision on its own. And I love how you said we can't use our selfishness to make excuses for separating and divorcing. Yes. Uh, because so many people are looking for means to run out of their marriage because of their own selfishness. But I know that God will help every one of us in our relationship mm -hmm. and it will keep our home perfect. So uh, we'll be bringing this program to a close. I know this marriage, issues of marriage is a very wide topic and that we cannot finish treating tonight. But I know by the special grace of God, we'll be bringing again our guest, Minister Veronica, to still come and to come online on, on this platform to enlighten us the more. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking more on these marriage issues because that is one of those issues ravaging the world and even our Christian homes. You go to churches, you see father going to separate churches, mothers in separate churches, even children in separate churches. You see a husband and wife living in a home. Everybody's carried away with his cell phone, social media. And you see husband and wife cheating on themselves on social media. And you see the husband and wife living in separate room as marriage couples. All these things have to be corrected. Yeah. So many homes are separate. Living also many husband and wife that is couples. They are living separately not even until they got divorced. You understand what I'm saying now? So God will help us correcting all these things because we need to restore back our home so that we can have an healthy society yeah. and healthy community. Even all these issues happening start from homes. Charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much, Minister Veronica Williams, I just want to thank God for your life. If you want some of these interviews questions, just a request for our, our quarterly magazines, The Rising Sun. Some of these questions are in it. Just send me, send me an email, joseph underscore 363 at za.co. Just send me an email or you search me on Facebook, inbox me. Or you can contact me on plus two three four seven zero six one eight zero seven two three nine plus two three four six one eight zero seven two three nine. So you can contact me. I know that God is going to richly bless you tonight and keep every one of us safe. Please, I know, Ma. I know that you are busy. You are very very busy. Mm -hmm. I still want you to. Talk to, I will try to see how I can hook up uh, Patricia to you so yeah. that you can still talk more on that are questions. Definitely. You can sell our one on one. It's not every issue you can bring on this platform, yeah, but we need some personal counseling. So I'll, I'll, still, yeah. I'll still connect you to her. I know yeah. by the special grace of God, if you have any other questions, 
I'll be sending them to your mail. And you. again, I know that as in your busy schedule, you still find time to still come online on this platform, Season of Change, so that we can have more of you, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate and I appreciate your husband for giving you the permission to come on this platform. Please, I said great kudos to your husband. He's a great man and he's a man of God. I appreciate him so much. I celebrate grace in his life. Please help me to thank him. Let me thank him. Now try and I'll dial it. Tell him that Eshe Gonsa. Thank that means thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate one way or the other. If you trace your ancestors, you are from Nigeria because you look much like horse. You are my sister. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, you you look like much like us. You're my sister, and I know. We're I sisters. Know we're, 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 we're sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Exactly. Even 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 in color, in race. Even in color sisters. and race. Yes, yeah. we're sisters. Mm -hmm. So God will continue to keep us yeah. and bless you, man. I appreciate you. So you can just once again tell us your contact and how people can reach you, so that we bring this meeting to a close. Yes, please. You may contact me at Alliance Seminars Coaching. If you just uh, do that going on the web, uh, going on the web, as well as Facebook, um, AllianceSeminars.org and InfoAllianceSeminars.org. Those are the areas where you can reach us. Okay, thank you very much. You can search on Anchor Podcast, Season of Change, you find the transforming your life through the power in the word of God. Anchor podcast, uh, Apple podcast, Google podcast, and other podcasts. You get this podcast there. I believe very soon, maybe in the next 72 hours, this podcast will be online. Yeah. And it will be on our YouTube channel, Genesis Television. That is Genesis TV. It will be on our YouTube ch our channel. It will be on our Facebook. And I will be sending it even on WhatsApp to all our groups, members, following us on our platform. I know that the God of heaven has a plan and purpose for you and I. And I know that that purpose is coming to pass. And one thing I want to say is that in the marriage of the Lamb, that is of the supper. That is the Jesus Christ himself coming to us to take us as his bride. We will all be there. We won't miss it in the name of Jesus Christ. So yeah. thank you very much, ma. I really appreciate you, ma. Minister wow. Veronica E. Williams, I know that the distance is far, but I know that very soon, in a short while, we'll be together on the same table on, in, on, let me say, on live program on TV, on, and we'll be sharing these messages or passing these messages that the, these are the gospel that God has given to you. We'll be taking it to all the uttermost part of the world. God bless you, my. I appreciate you. I believe we'll come again online on this platform. This season of change, transforming your life through the power of the word, from in the word of God. I am your host, Evangelist Joseph Jeremiah, or Evangelist Jeremiah Joseph. I am the founder of Jeremiah Joseph, or Joseph Jeremiah Ministry. 
here in Kaduna, Nigeria. Though we are just starting, but we know that our later ending is glorious because God is taking us far. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. If you can, if you want to join us on this platform for interview, you can contact me on my mail, my Facebook, search me on my phone number. And I know that once you reach out with us, we'll make a date. And if you have any questions, you can send it to our mail. You can contact my guest too. She's a free woman. Don't have problem. I trust her and I believe in her so much that she have mm-hmm. answered to all your questions. Yeah. God bless you. Have a nice and wonderful week ahead of us. And I know that God will keep us till we meet again. God bless you all, our viewers. Good night. Good night. Bye. Okay.